Aquaries is a three-person business with nearly 30 years of entertainment experience between them, them being local musician Zachary Perkins, local comedian Patty Dwyer, and local videographer slash musician Dalton Roan, aka Daltanius. If you need help getting that song radio ready, getting the music video done, putting on the retelling of Othello for your sister's gender reveal party, they're here to help, uh, help and guide you and construct the pathway you need to put those ideas into real life. On July 5th, Daltanius will be releasing his second album, Resonant, and on July 31st, you'll find Patty Dwyer and Zachary Perkins performing at Red Radio Productions' Red Sky, and on August 7th, you'll also find the two performing for the Juke Joint's Fret for Pets three-day charity extravaganza. So will I. With false Oh, really? Yep. Oh, I feel... I'm I'm the one fucking piece (laughs) of shit. He's... You can come Not stand open. on the stage with me. You can stand next to the drum set and just kind of... Save the dogs, yeah. please! Save the puppies. Be sure to not only follow Aquarius on Facebook and Instagram, but also Zachary Perkins to stay in the know on his upcoming album, Inertia. Daltanius is dropping his second music video. And of course, Patty Dwyer for her upcoming features and showcases. This episode is also brought to you by BJ DeBlow, that dirty motherfucker. He knows what he did. Yeah, he knows he what he did. He would have started his own episode, or he would have started his own podcast, but he's too fucking chicken shit. <laughs> that damn BJ DeBlow. Stupid motherfucker. <laughs> Music can only mean one thing. It is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm the BJ to blow of stand-up comedy, Jacob Craig. And <laughs> Don't make fun of BJ too much. He'll he'll take away his funding for the show. I think that's what he wanted. He literally paid us to fucking make fun of him at the beginning of every episode. Okay, I'm fine with but, that. So our guest tonight is someone who is quite possibly one of the best one-liner comics on the planet right now. You know him from The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Comedy Central. Uh, you can see his cartoons in The New Yorker. And you can see him live at the Alabama Music Box, July 14th in Mobile, Alabama. Right around the corner. We'll go ahead and put that ticket link in the bio for you. So all you have to do is click on it and buy a ticket. Please welcome Eric Bergstrom to the show. How are you Woo-hoo. doing today, man? Hey, thank you for having me. How are you guys doing? Doing good tonight. Yeah. Is Having it, uh, a- yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going down to Mobile. You guys live right near the Alabama New uh, Music Box down there? Uh, uh, we're about what? Yeah, it's 30 right minutes? around the corner. It's close? Yeah, we're about 30 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. yeah, we it's all the Gulf Coast. So, you yeah. know, on the Gulf Coast, everything, like the furthest you can get is like three hours away. It's like okay. the end of the Gulf Coast. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So tell us a little, uh, bit, a little bit about, um, I just want to ask you where you got your start with everything. Because you, you're... You kind of do what I want to do. Like you're, you know, you're cartoonist. You're, you, you do jokes. You act. Like where, what, where was your start in the entertainment industry? So, um, I guess uh, I, I'd always been cartooning since I was young. I, um, I studied illustration in college, and I had the whole time I was in college, I wanted to do stand up, but I was uh, deathly shy, so I didn't start to do stand up until I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's, uh, but I, I. I I do think it's kind of interesting that like cartoons and jokes, they're both communication and it's all about sequencing. Yeah. In my opinion, at least. So they're, they're not entirely, I mean, obviously they're not entirely dissimilar, but I, I look at them more similarly than some people maybe. But to answer your question, where did I get my start? I got my start in stand up at, uh, I guess the first place I did was here in New York, the Creek in the cave. Before they moved down to Austin, and then uh, and then I just started doing a bunch of clubs here. Um, and then I'm originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'll I'll go back there and do shows there sometimes. But uh, yeah, I started here. Awesome. New- yeah, Is I don't it, know if I um, your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you kind of did the same thing I did. I, I I got my college degree in like in art, basically, and uh, wanted to do illustration and stuff like that, but. You know, life kind of took me on a 800 different ways pathway to get kind of where I'm at now. I mean, I I still do a little bit of cartooning and stuff like that, but uh, but it it's one of those things where I'll cartoon a lot for a period of time and then I won't touch it for like a year. Then I'll come back yeah, and do yeah. it a lot and yeah, you know. 
I'm the same way. I've been doing I've been doing more cartooning during the pandemic just because everything's been shut down. Yeah. And there hasn't been a lot to do. Um, but now it's uh like it ebbs and flows. I guess I guess it takes me a day or two to like really switch modes between doing stand-up and cartooning. Some mm. people are a little bit more seamless, but uh it is I like doing both. I like doing both, but when you, when you say you studied illustration, did you study it to do like uh, illustrations and like magazines and that kind of thing? Yeah, well, mainly I wanted to be. I when I was younger, I wanted to be Drew Struzan. That's that's Who's who I. He, uh, I know. he, you know, you know the name uh, because he's done. He did the posters for ET, all the Indiana Jones okay. posters. He did the Goonies poster, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Like he did all those movie posters and Very flat um, looks. Yeah, like you, you see a Drew Drew Struzan poster, and you know, like that's a Drew Struzan poster. Like he was my hero growing up, and that's really what I wanted to do. But I don't. I'm good at cartooning, but I'm not good at like realism when I draw. Those are like high detail watercolors, right? Uh, yeah. Well, he mostly uses um, uh, I think he uses like acrylics and uh, colored pencils, and um, he does use some watercolor for those. Okay. I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah, they, he uses all sorts of different uh, techniques to get those posters to look the way they do. That's why he's so emulated. Like, you see a lot of posters that look like his, but then you're like, oh, okay, that was done. that's definitely somebody that was a Drew Struzan fan. Yeah. You know? They don't make things that, I guess they've gotten more graphic. They don't make things as that, that epic anymore for movie posters, do they? Or do you no. still see that around ever? You don't really see that anymore. Like movie posters now are more just kind of like Photoshop where you'll take like, you know, the main person of the movie, like, and just put their face really big. And then yeah. you just put a bunch of blue and orange everywhere. And then slap <laughs> a few catchphrases on there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I guess there are, I'm trying, I'm having trouble thinking of any that are, but I know, I know I've seen some illustration posters that are like pretty graphic, like just, they are a little bit more cartoony, but, um, yeah, that was a whole era of those posters. Well, yeah, you look back at, like, the 50s, uh, and you see all those, like, painted posters. Like, you look like look at back, like, you know, like, Casablanca, and then, like, all those, like, 50s sci-fi B-movies and, like, that whole uh, genre of the way those movie posters look. Like, all that stuff was hand-drawn and painted, yeah. but now it's everything's done in Photoshop. And not to take anything away from Photoshop skills, but there's nothing quite like that, you know, hand to paper with yeah. like you know drawing or you know using paints and watercolors to kind of make things look just i don't know like like that certain person's style to make like that kind of artwork yeah those uh, so i guess those 80 posters were kind of throwbacks to that era oh yeah definitely huh. very yeah, cool go check yeah. out all of his stuff he's actually uh, there's a really good documentary about him just called Drew, and uh, I think Drew? it's on Netflix right now. It's fascinating. I love that guy. Huh. I'll definitely check it out. It sounds good. And I'll let you talk now, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Now that the graphic design nerd fest yeah. is out of the way, <laughs> fucking losers. Um, no, so you mentioned that you, you sometimes you'll go home to do shows in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, is it like... I mean, is it the kind of thing where you like you go home? I asked we had Sean Patton on and I asked him kind of the same question. It's like when you go home from New York to Minnesota, is it is it like more stressful because you have so many people that, you know, or, or is it more fun because you feel like you're at home? Like, what's the kind of experience like when you go back home to Minnesota? I, I feel like, well, with me, I mean, I started here and do it. I started in New York and like did a lot of stuff here. So I feel like I don't know everybody in Minnesota when I go back there, except for people that have bopped back and forth. Um, I think, it, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, certainly, I, it's not stressful. I wouldn't say it's stressful. I feel, I feel like when I go back, I'm a little bit of a stranger more gotcha. than anything, just because I, uh, I've toured and gone through and done shows there, but I didn't start there. So maybe Sean Patton has a, cause he's a, was a new Orleans guy. Yeah. 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 He's a new Orleans cat. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think he, I don't know how many years he was there doing that before then, but uh, for me, it's just, uh, it's, it kind of feels like touring other towns, except for, I know the place from growing right. up. Right. Yeah. 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 It's like know. strange in the sense of the comedy scene, but like, 
you know the favorite place to eat already. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And my mom's there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would always be afraid to, like, you know, move away from the coast area and, like, actually start, you know, making a name for myself. And then, like, I'm going to come back home and do a big show. And then I, I put on a big show and, like, nobody shows up. They're just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> There's, um, I once did a show. It was on, uh, I was there for, what was it? This was, like, nine years back. I was there with Jesse Joyce at the Mall of America. And I was doing, was it half an hour to open? And my, my mom and my uh, aunts all showed up. And I was doing, like, 20 minutes in. I couldn't remember I just kind of blanked out on all material that wasn't clean. And I just had to do like eight minutes on sex and strippers for my mom and aunt. Uh, and that was, that was a blast. They were very, very sweet uh, about it. They thought it was funny, but yeah. Yeah. I'm always I, scared to death. My parents are going to show up to one of my shows <laughs> and here's some of the, they've already heard some of my jokes that were, that I've put on Facebook and they're just, they're not fans. Yeah. <laughs> My mom comes to literally every yeah. single one of my shows. It's because your mom is 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 awesome. <laughs> but she's also my chauffeur because yeah. I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> but, she goes, so uh, you want your shows to heckle? No, I don't know. She has heckled she me does. before. She literally has. <laughs> With love? No. <laughs> Not at all. The worst part was she heckles me, and it's funnier than what I'm saying on stage. And yeah. I'm like, God it, damn it, it mom, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> But that, so you mentioned uh, Mobile earlier. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to Mobile before? I, I don't think you yeah, have. Not, have you? I, I have not been down there. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah. yeah um, so if you've ever been to New Orleans, um, Mobile is like diet New Orleans. Okay. I'm excited for that because yeah. New Orleans can be a little bit. There are parts of New Orleans where it just feels like a, like a frat zombie invasion, yeah. uh, <laughs> like the 24-hour bars. There have been times where I've just gotten drunk and taking taking pictures of myself, uh, pretending to be dead by the river. That's like uh, that doesn't make any sense, but that's how drunk I was. Uh, New Orleans, I love New Orleans, uh, but it can be a bit much. Yeah, uh, you know what's yeah. weird? See, that's, uh, so you'll definitely like Mobile then. Okay, yeah. New, I love New Orleans. I, I'm there all the time. And uh, during the, the height of the pandemic, uh, I had to go over there for something. And um, me and my girlfriend decided to go into downtown, like the French Quarter and stuff, uh, just to see what it was like. And yeah. it was like an, a post-apocalyptic zombie movie. Like there was Absolutely. nobody out except for like the homeless people. And the streets were actually clean. I was like, this is what? so That's weird. This is the cleanest I've ever seen this city. It was just homeless people. Yeah, it was just homeless people and like nobody out. It was so quiet, just eerie. Are you certain those weren't just drunks living their dreams? I mean, it could have been. <laughs> there's no, there's no real difference. <laughs> just, I don't know. The um, the oh god, not during a hurricane. I'm trying to think. The it was at nighttime, right? No, we went. Uh, oh, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Now I understand because during the daytime I had the I had a similar experience. It was very there were people there were people wandering around like it kind of had a feeling in the French Quarter that where it was like uh like a pirate trailer park like that there was it was very pastel and colorful and like jaunty homeless people everywhere and some yeah. of them were giving uh ghost tours and stuff yeah. like that. And then I guess it really fills up with. I mean, I've only I've only been down there for about three times, so maybe I'm just throwing out babble. But like, it it really uh, late at night, it's jam packed. No, you're pretty accurate. It's yeah. it's like a it, New Orleans is a pirate filled trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> oh boys. Yeah. It's. Fun. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what's fun in Mobile? Uh, what's Mobile uh, like? What's fun to do there? It's that it, there's not um, there's not 24 hour bars. I'll take it. No, so the bars do close, but you know we have. There's definitely after bars, what I call them. It's the bar yeah. you go to after the bar you're at. Nice. So they have like some bars that are open to like four in the morning. But I mean, if once you're done doing whatever you're there to do, so like after your show, if you just walk down, if you just walk through downtown Mobile, you'll find something to get into. Yeah. Okay. Like you'll find something to do. 
uh, I was hanging out with um, Jenny Zagrino uh, yes. Sunday over there for her show. And um, after the show wrapped at the bar across the street that has the same owners, they have like a Magic Mike style. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like shirtless dude thing going on. Oh, so, yeah. well, thank you. We for like, no, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, that's not. It's like I'm shit like that. No, to go to that. No, I'm not. But um, <laughs> that's well, that's cool. Was she excited? That's great. She, everyone thought it was kind of lame. Okay, because uh, they they were in jeans and they wouldn't take them off. Tragic what? Mike. That's tragic. lame. Tragic Mike. Yeah, tragic I know. Mike. <laughs> there were so many angry old ladies. They were like, <laughs> I did not pay this much money. To not see butts and dongs. Yeah, they wanted to see some D. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get that vitamin D. <laughs> uh, old ladies are, yeah, old ladies are the best. Yeah, especially <laughs> drunk ones. You know what you need to do? Um, if you do want 24 hours, basically, uh, you can just head, you know, 35 minutes west over to Biloxi where all the casinos are and just hit up the casinos and stuff. Oh, cool. Right. So that, that's cool. Um, what is it? I mean, there's probably the. Have you guys had this experience? You guys have done. Um, we we're talking about old ladies, just like what, what is it when the bridal showers and stuff like that? What is it called when the ladies have the last night before they get married? All the oh, girls bachelorette party, yeah, bachelorette parties. Yeah, have you dealt with those at shows? Have you seen I've dealt them? with one. Before. I think we have. Yeah, have where they sit in the front and have their dick straws and just talk it, <laughs> talk at you. Uh, I mean, they were definitely being rowdy. They didn't have dick straws, though. Oh, they... you're missing out. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Gotta get it. Well, kind of. But, um, yeah, just a lot of... Uh, I, I have a friend who works at a uh, strip club where they have a lot of bachelorette parties, and he's, he's their uh, balloon artist and makes, like, a bunch <laughs> of, like, balloon dick hats and, balloon, <laughs> like, and, like, cutlasses, swords with, like, dick heads and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Women dude. love them. That's got to be the easiest thing in the world to make as a balloon artist. <laughs> it does, kind of. Just twist the end of it, get those peach balloons. Yeah. <laughs> that poor, poor man. How did? It, like, I wonder at what point he was. He was just like, "Oh, I really have to just degrade myself into." <laughs> he's fine. He has a severe coke problem, but he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not a comic. No, no, no. Well, I think he's dabbled, but uh, no. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, severe coke problem and stand-up comedy kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they unfortunately. Yeah, it does. Sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know you, um, I saw on another podcast that you, you try to write a hundred one-liners a day. Yeah. Is that, crazy. Yeah. My question yeah. is why? Oh, um, I mean, that's something where, oh, just to be better at it, uh, let me see. I might be able to show you. I have a notebook in arm's length, but that looks like, can I put that? Yeah, I write a lot um, because, oh, yeah. So it kind of looks like that. Wow. Yeah. That's just definitely 101 liners. So I had. How do you do that? Like, what inspires you to write that many like, one-liners? Just like, just like pages and pages upon that. So it's like, I've 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 gotten a little bit more uh, open-ended, where it's like I have to work on things every day, and now I still I still do that several times a week. But there was about uh, about twelve years where I did that every single day, a hundred one-liners, and now now it's sometimes I'll try to like work on a script instead one day okay. or like um because i'm like i'm working on like a animated pilot thing so it's like i'll work on some script writing or uh what else will i do uh there's like i i sometimes do like these fake art history slideshows so i'll work on something like that um but i i still do it a lot of times a week and it is it's kind of like it leads to a very specific type of joke which are one-liners where it's just like, it feels like automatic writing that turns into a logic problem pretty quick. So it's like, it's good for initiating things, uh, but it doesn't always lead to like filling things out uh, with a lot of tags as much as I would like. 
Gotcha. So like when you're when you're doing your one liners, what is your process for doing that? Is it like do you come up with the punchline first and then work backwards or is it just clearly um, a lot of it is just writing a sentence and then thing and then it'll occur to me what's like logically weird about that sentence <laughs> or um, or sometimes things will just pop into my head as like fully formed things, which is like a uh, do, 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 do. like it, it, maybe this isn't the best example but like it it's weird cuz like and when that happens i can remember where i was when that happened too like i was remember like i was in the east village of new york and it just popped in my head that it's weird that something so unhelpful is called aids which is uh like because that sounds what is it yeah yeah and then there's stuff more stuff like that but it's like yeah maybe a bleak joke but uh it is if i ever work backwards that's a good question from the punchline because every time i've written a one-liner that's how my mind works like i'll just think of like a punchline and then work backwards from that like i can i don't think i could do like where you just write a sentence and then logically think of like what's weird about it like my brain doesn't work that way when it comes to working backwards i think the only way I can think of that I've done that is where it's like a list of something and it's like uh like an example it is like um like puss and boots sounds like a hobo's wish list or um <laughs> or like I oftentimes dream of a utopian society where hemophiliacs battle quadriplegics and what can only be known as bloods versus crips <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it uh i i yeah another silly exa- uh example is like i want to um maybe this one isn't funny this is like a deeper cut uh i really shit i want to make a movie where i want to make a movie about kids that hang out with a oh shit Okay, I'm not going to say that one, but (laughs) (laughs) I want to make a movie where a grandma, oh yeah, where a grandma is killed by a robot that looks just like her, and then her grandkids have a lot of fun hanging out with that robot called Hip Replacement. (laughs) It's dumb, but you can see how it's like working backwards. Cause see the the thing I actually um it's it's weird because I feel like, you know, you're doing a, a, a you know, with the one liners and everything, that's kind of a lost art in comedy now, I feel because I feel like really like Mitch Hedberg was kinda like the last, you know, one liner comic that and then after that, things kind of change to where it's more story-based um, sure. jokes. But like the one-liners, like you look back and like it back in the day, what was it like? Like you know the big comic guys back in like the fifties and like who was it? Jack Benny, I think the guy that take my wife, yeah. please. Like that's yeah. all he did was just rattle off one-liners. Like he did. Yeah, Jack that was Benny, Rochester. I was lying yeah. about his. Age and stuff like that i love jack benny with his uh violin yeah yeah and i love that style of comedy um but it it seems like it's it's kind of a a very rare like it's very rare to come across a comic that can just do like just does those one-liners like that i think i think part of it is that um because i started in new york since it's such a showcase town with like short sets Mm -hmm uh like short uh, short lengths of stage time and stuff and there's a lot of comics i just started to do things shorter and shorter and like hitting as fast as i could yeah so like one liners kind of kind of lay, lend themselves to that um i've done more storytelling stuff since um and actually when when i do these shows coming up uh i tend to do like a lot of one liners and then tell personal anecdotes and like kind of switch back and forth because if it gets too if it's too many one-liners i can see how it ter- just rhythmically it can turn into um there's a little bit of monotony uh or there can be i mean yeah. hopefully it's all good but i feel like as as like 
like five minutes of one-liners is different than 45 minutes of just listening to yeah. stuff um well it feels like it's a, it's a more dangerous style of comedy too like that just not not necessarily dangerous but it just like a scary style of be of being that kind of comic because you have to write so much material to do those yeah, one-liners I guess write a lot and remember them. Exactly. That too. There's no way I could remember, you know, 15, 20 minutes of, of like nothing but one liners. Yeah. They're, they're like train cars. If I forget one, it gets, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of material and it can be, um, I guess one thing is that I've like, I, I know how to switch it up now, but like for a while when I was starting out, there's de it can definitely be like living or dying joke to joke, uh, depending on if you do one liners. Yeah. So, um, but they, it's good. It's fun. They're my, fa I mean, jokes are my favorite things yeah. in the world. So, uh, that's what they are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, um, a lot, well, a lot of people know this, I'm sure pretty much. Everyone that's been exposed to you knows this because it's such a huge fucking deal. Uh, you survived stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma. True. Yeah, that's... True. You're not lying. <laughs> I know. That's, that's a great credit. Yeah. That is an amazing credit. It's okay. Yeah. I'm trying to play it down by saying it's just okay. No, it's great. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma. It, uh, stage four, it was, uh, was it lymph nodes? I, I still don't entirely know what a lymph node is, but yeah. it's more like these little globules <laughs> that are throughout your body. It was in my bone marrow too. It was all over. And then I did chemo for six months um, mm -hmm. and it sucked, but it was, uh, I got a lot of jokes out of it. I was just like, going to ask, is that, did you that get was a lot also of material? My <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of material. Um, what is it? Yeah. Because it, there's a lot of ridiculous things that happen one that's a thing and that it was hard to write during that time because with chemo uh it was six months i did 12 times every two weeks uh i'd have to sit in the chair and they'd like you know infuse me with poison put the i had a uh chest import chest port so they would put like a little spike in my chest and like fill me up uh with poison for seven eight hours no about six hours um but basically it, I, I got to write every other week because uh, every other week I was just out of it. And then I'd start to feel better for the week following. And I'd be able to write and go down to a coffee shop that I lived by. Uh, and then as soon as I started to feel normalish, I'd get to go back into chemo. Um, but it was, let's see. It was not the, hmm. it was a horrific experience, but I got a lot out of it, I think. Were you still able to work any, like go out and do any any gigs or anything, or were you just way too? I I did um. I still did some shows. I probably did about one show every two weeks, um, and like at like the Upright Citizens Brigade or like uh, Caroline's. Like I I drop by places now and then just because I really missed it. Uh, but I, I had to slam like three Red Bulls to go do that, which is not very can cancer conscious. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that if I was already in chemo, it's not like I'd get double cancer. Yeah. So. Right. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I already have cancer. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, it was. And that's also how I got through a wedding, too. Or, uh, But it is. It was good. Uh, it was. On top of that, it was good because comics were—I uh, mean, comics were extremely nice to me. So yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm very thankful to all my friends that like uh, rallied, and then like I always had uh, comedians with me when I went uh, into the hospital for chemo. Like I—I, I, the pandemic was weird. It was because like during chemo. I felt like I was just surrounded by friends constantly. And I thought, mm -hmm. I thought that was the loneliest I could be. And then with this past pandemic, it was just like isolation, uh, like real isolation. So I, I look back on that time pretty fondly. Yeah. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. We got to tell the listeners about Brez Coffee Company. 
Oh, they're coffee for gamers by gamers. That's them. 100% free trade Colombian coffee roasted right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Sounds perfect for all-night gaming sessions, no matter what kind of gamer you are. Video games, tabletop, card games, Brez has what you need to keep sharp. They got all kind of flavors to choose from, like good for gaming light roast or the necro medium. See, I like a good dark roast, like the critical gaming dark. You can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. Can't decide what you want? Then just try their specialty sample pack. Whatever your coffee of choice is, they got you covered. Head on over to BrezCoffeeCompany.com and use the code OMPODCAST to check out for 10% off of your order. Amazing! So what was it like living in New York during the, the lockdown? I mean, we had a, a lockdown for a while here, but, I mean, life really didn't change much for us down here in the Deep South. You know, like, it was, I'm sure we had a much different version of the lockdown than most bigger cities like you know new york and california and stuff yeah it's i guess here um since everyone kind of lives like a rat in a little apartment here Mm -hmm. anyways uh it was uh claustrophobic in that regard um it was i definitely bicycled around more than i had uh ever in new york before because you know the it's kind of it's a little scary with the traffic and zooming around. Um, I'll say that in my case in specific, I got, I was uh, living with someone, I was like uh, engaged to a girl and we broke up like three months into the, um, into the lockdown. And then I, uh, being instantly single, sing, single uh, like there's no way to like go out and date or do anything like that. So yeah, I was right. just locked in solitude <laughs> after that uh, because all of the restaurants were closed everywhere. Uh, there were not a lot of options. I went on some dates during the winter time where there was only outdoor dining uh, in the cold snow with like heat lamps over you. Um, but it was, let's see, how do I describe lockdown? There were a lot of protests. So those took those were everywhere in the city. So right. I did a lot of those too, and that those were um, those were good. But then those, as it got colder, it just turned into a ghost town. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, you, I just don't think I could handle that kind of solitude. Like my mind. Oh, I couldn't. I certainly couldn't. I went crazy, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, I was losing my mind. Um, but I took. I took. There was one point where I took three months off of watching TV during that time, and I I regret it because like that's when I really wish. Uh, that's when I really lost my mind. I don't know. Yeah. That was honestly uh, the best part of lockdown for me. Is like I got caught up on everything that I yeah, did. Right. I've been yeah. wanting to see. I was like, I'm gonna watch this and this. And then after yeah. about, you know, two months, I was just like, Ugh, I'm all right. I'm ready for like stuff to open back up now. Yeah, that's what that's what cancer was like for me. Like I I caught up on all my TV, and then uh, it felt like it was too much of that again mm. for me. But like. What'd you watch that you really enjoyed? Did you catch anything that you'd suggest? Um, well, of course, we everybody watched Tiger King during that time. Oh. And that was when I started watching uh, Kim's Convenience, which I thought was a really good TV show. Uh, of course, I caught up on a lot of Star Wars uh, cartoons and stuff like that. Um, but man, I pretty much watched everything. <laughs> like, everything that looked remotely interesting to me, like love death and robots. I watched on uh, Netflix, oh, the, which is animation. Yeah. That's really good. Um, I actually, I watched a lot of old wrestling too. At the very beginning of, uh, the pandemic, I had gotten a, a subscription to like the WWE network. So I yeah. watched like the first, like five WrestleManias, like one after another. I was like, this is those awesome. in the 80s or were those in the, those were the 80s, right? Or were they in like yeah. the 70s? No, it was like, I think the first WrestleMania was like, what, 84, I think? Okay. Yeah, it was 84. They had wrestling before that, but it was just, but, uh, re- but it, what is it? Did the WWE um, uh, itself right before that, or was that, did that exist? What it was, was back in the late, well, the, throughout the 70s and early 80s was uh, each 
area of the country had its own uh separate uh wrestling like company that ran that territory like the WW uh well it was WWF at the time WWE now was like New York, Philadelphia, uh New Jersey like that area um and then you had Mid-South Wrestling which was like you know like Tennessee like that area like down here in Mississippi and stuff and then you had wrestling like down in Florida and stuff and all these different wrestlers would like go to different areas and wrestle for a while, but then they would all kind of end up going back up to New York for WWF. And, um, at the time, you know, uh, Vince McMahon's dad started to like really put WWE on the map because of connections he made with like the TV stations and all that stuff, like the big networks and everything. And pretty much just started buying up all the different competitions until there was WWE and the and uh what did it what was uh what was the other one in the nineties uh Jacob the NWA oh, don't ask me I don't fucking know it was the uh, <laughs> um not the NWA it was uh with like night WCW yeah it was <laughs> you like, say NWA yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well there was North North North. Uh, or was it Northern Wrestling Association or something? Because that's where it's like Sting and uh, like the Nature and Boy came from. And yeah, Easy E and no, not and that. Dr. NWA. Dre. It was the wrestling <laughs> NWA. <laughs> sure. Just realizing I'm in pure darkness here. I'm gonna try to. Look. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but Sorry yeah, it it boiled down to it was like uh, the WWF and um, WCW. In the 90s, and then of course you had ECW come along, but WWF just sort of kept buying everything up until they're like the only one left, and for a while. And then all the wrestlers had no choice but to go to them, and pretty much, yeah. <laughs> ah, interesting. The um, what is it? I I really liked. Uh, I caught up on. I mean, you've probably seen that that TV show Fargo. Yes, yeah, yeah. I watched that. that yeah, great. Um, and I watched, and then was the same people. Make made that TV show Legion. I don't know if you saw that. It's, yeah, yeah, it yeah, great show. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that show was great. Did you? Ever yeah, see it's based Legion? off of the uh, the Marvel comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little cheesy. That's supposed to be like Professor Xavier's son or something. But it's like yeah, yeah. they really play with television as a medium mm-hmm. in it. So it's a it's a lot of fun. It's oh, not yeah. like I tell yeah. you something I highly recommend uh, that I watched. I uh, finally got to watch over the pandemic was uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, I love oh yes, that's great. They got so the good. emotional vampire character. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like an extra from that show. <laughs> and then when they when they go the uh, the superb owl yeah. party. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty good time. Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a fucking great show for sure. Um, let's see. What? Uh, how much time do you think we have, Jason? Uh, about ten minutes. About ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't have to start wrapping it up yet. Um. Let's see what I want to talk about. Uh, okay, I don't want to. I well, I feel bad harping on that too much. Let's let's talk about um, roast battles because I know I was doing my research for this interview and I saw that you have been involved in quite a few scraps in the roast battle world. Sure. Um, so what what kind of goes into your preparation for doing a roast battle? I guess with the, with the roast battles, um, let's see. I, I, I guess I've probably done. Maybe like a dozen plus of them. Um, the, I guess with the with them, they they always kind of start out with uh, and a number. Most of them I've known the person beforehand, but there's been a few where I haven't known them very well. And then it's like we'll meet we'll meet up and just kind of just like ask each other questions about each other, uh, and we'll go into uh, we'll just kind of make lists and I'll note things, and I'll also ask if there's anything that's off the table where they uh, don't want me to mention anything right. like that. Cause some people, I don't know, sometimes you get wind of some things that are, you know, not flattering or just things that like, uh, I don't know, hurts their feelings or something like that. Even though the whole point is to hurt each other's feelings as much as right. possible. So I don't, <laughs> at least with myself, I don't ban any of them from bringing anything up. Um, but then uh, it, usually about after that, once I gather up all these notes, I'll do the same thing where I'll just sit down and like we'll write just a ton of one-liners based on that information, um, and it can be a lot of fun. 
Uh, there have been some roast battles where it's just like I've had a bunch of jokes and they'll think of something that'd be like really weird and funny to do like only like an hour or two before the roast battle and I'll have to prepare that so I'll just be frantic in my living room like working on something like a maniac but uh like one time I made like a children's book uh I mean I, yes uh based on someone and like this oversized book so I worked on that uh and that was ridiculous and then um I yeah I can yeah I'll show you the cover of it actually uh <laughs> I might I might get canceled for this. Oh my God, you still have it. Uh, it's, I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> yes. Yes. It says Retard Zoo. Uh, and then That's it's him and Awesome. H. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that was years. That was back when saying retard was very popular. So, um, right. <laughs> I, I take it back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all of the Door of the Explorer fans out there. Um, the, uh, what else is there? I, it's fun because I, I guess it gets with the roast, it gets more diff. And I'm a mess. Like I had cancer. I've, uh, I've family members that have been like a mess and then some are dead. Uh, what is it? Like I drink all kinds of things that they can uh, harp on me about. So it's like, there's also some preparation where it's like, oh, I got to be ready that they're going to make fun of some things. And that can be a little right. predictable, but like, it's always, it's always weird to see where that goes. Um, but I guess with that, that, just taking notes on a person and figuring things out, um, I guess it's really just taking the time to figure out what gets under their skin. There you go. Okay. And then just trying to trying to be either really funny or to agitate them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because sometimes they like uh what is it? Like my friend Eli, I did it against mm -hmm. and he has OCD and I knew some of the things that got underneath his skin. And then sometimes it's like somebody's grandma just died. Uh and then it's like <laughs> super indirect. But uh um, So do you ever do any uh social media stalking whenever you're trying to write jokes about people? Uh, I've done, let's see, I mean, some just to try to figure out if they look like a, a certain celebrity or something like there that. You go, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I guess there has been like texting. Yeah, this I guess this used to happen a little bit more where each party would like text the friends of the other person to see mm -hmm. if there's anything else ah. which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fun time. Because um, that's really where me and Jacob did the most bonding together as friends um you know oh yeah preparing for a roast battle. preparing for the the roast battles what because me and jacob would because when i first started uh doing the roast i i wasn't good at like i i'm too nice and i don't want to hurt people's feelings so i needed to break through that wall and jacob really like pushed me you know to yeah get i don't value that. people's feelings at all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, I, I, underst I understand what you're saying where it's like you got to be nice, but it's, um, it, I mean, it's like being gladiators or something. Like, yeah, it's just right. like, psychic. it's actually, it's part of why I like the show Legion, because there are parts where it's just pure psychic combat. Yeah. Right. Kind of like what it is yeah. when you're out <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the way I look at it is, is anything that's said into a microphone should not be taken seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when you're roasting somebody, even you're saying mean things to their face, we said it at a microphone on a stage, so obviously I don't mean it, you know? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like if, if outside parties watch the roast battles uh, and they're like, oh, you're being so mean, I mean, a lot of these people are friends. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even if someone, you know, isn't my friend that I'm going up against, it's like, I understand what you have to do to win this thing. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You're, you're going to try to take my head off. I'm so glad you kept Retard Zoo. Because <laughs> that... <laughs> give it to him. But, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, I forgot the name of who... Mitchell something. I'm blanking on his last name uh, that you went up against for Mitchell. that roast. Wait, uh, Joel Wachowski or Joel? Uh, or... Oh, yes, it was Joel. My mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, was it? He, although he had some great lines about, um, 
Uh, what was his line? Because I, I forget. I, I think I said something stupid, like he looks like Peyton Manning, fuck Frankenstein or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he said, like, it's weird that you, uh, Dude, it's weird after all... cancer that you say that I look like Frankenstein when it's, when, when, when machines kept you alive or something like that. So it's, I don't know. That's I was almost cool. the exact same roast I did for Brian King, one of the, uh, yeah. The owners of Landmass Comedy down here, I had to go up against him at a roast battle, and I told him that uh, something about he looked like Peyton Manning if he was uh, Frankenstein, and then I was like, save some neck for the rest of us, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, dude, it's the, the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing about that roast was before you pulled out that book, so Joel pulled out a book, and I yeah. don't remember, I don't even remember what Joel's book was about. And then you pull out a bigger, more well-drawn <laughs> book. That's I epic. Did, yeah. did you know he was planning a book? I got, uh, I knew he was going to do a rhyme scheme. Uh, I didn't know he was going to do a full book. <laughs> That's the best fucking coincidence in the history of roast battling. Yeah, I knew he was going to do like a Dr. Seuss rhyme scheme, but I didn't think he would have the actual physical thing. Yeah. Dude, that gives me so many ideas for future roast battles now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. What else? The other yeah. thing about the roast battles is um, I, uh, I'm, I just like wandering the country. Uh, like I, I've been at Costco and like a stranger will, I'll, I'll talk to somebody and then somebody will overhear just my cadence and they'll just be like, I know that cadence from YouTube. And they'll yeah, recognize yeah. me uh, from like a YouTube clip of a roast battle more than any. It's it's the number one thing that people on uh, out, I guess, just wandering around have recognized me for. We have a re very recognizable voice. I think you need to to harness that and do some like voiceover work too. I also I also have a Minnesotan accent that comes yeah. out when I say like "egg" <laughs> or, or "dragon." Yeah. But uh, before so, we um, actually start wrapping up here, um, talk about your, uh, your the last album you released, uh, Serious Goose. Yeah. I did a, I did an album uh, called Serious Goose. I did it with uh, Comedy Records. Um, what is it? It gets a lot of plays on Sirius XM. Thank thank God. Um, it uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really like a a culmination of about then about 13 14 years of my best one-liners and like just personal anecdotes that get pretty dark and serious like um just just talking about like my you know just talking about uh just ridiculous they like really truly silly one-liners and then talking about like death and cancer uh but still finding the time to make fun of uh the insane clown posse and stuff like that <laughs> yeah i highly recommend it i i listened to the whole album uh before we talked and it, it it definitely is one of the 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 better comedy albums that i've listened to in the last couple of years it, it, oh, it it's a much. it's a great album man it's it, i i very yeah. much recommend it to anyone that's listening to us right now Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, let's see. I mean, it, and you can find it, uh, if people want to look it up, they can find it on, uh, I guess, iTunes. And is Apple Music separate from iTunes? I think so. And then even on Spotify if they want to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and YouTube as well. I, I listen to the special on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's out there. And then I do, um, I guess if they, I did like a Comedy Central half hour and uh, a Colbert set they can probably find that on youtube also to be fair yeah. oh so i see on your uh, thing here the uh you, the 14th of course you're going to be at the alabama music box and then of course you're going to be at the maison in new yeah. orleans on the 15th so yeah, i'll be in new orleans on the 15th and then i guess just like I, i'm doing like a short little uh southern tour here where i'm in, in on the 16th i'll be in lafayette mm -hmm. uh the 17th i'll be in houston and then i'll be in austin texas on the 18th that's yeah, a yeah, nice little stretch. Um, Those are some good yeah, cities to be excited. in. Excited! I love the South. Um, I hope it's not. It, I'm, I'm, 
the weather is okay down there now, right? There, I don't need to be worried about like hurricane season or something like that, do I? Uh, <laughs> that means well, yes. I don't know. Um, Always worry about hurricane season between okay. June and yeah, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving. Like literally, okay. a okay. storm could pop up in like a day. <laughs> that's fair. yeah. That's Just fair. I monitor monitor the weather pretty closely, and and if any kind of warning comes up, don't take it too lightly. Keep an eye on okay. Jim Cantori. Wherever Jim Cantori is, that's where <laughs> the storm's going. That dirty bastard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, you're going to be at Club 337 in Lafayette, too. Um, uh, that's booked by um, JP, old, old JP Leonard. Yeah. yeah. yeah great. I'm going to actually be doing, um, yeah, he's actually going to, he's going to join me in Houston and Austin uh, to, like, open up. Uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Send him, uh, send him my regards. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, if you want to get those tickets for any of those shows, uh, go to ericbergstrom.com and uh, you can check out, you got a gallery here with all your cartoons, videos, uh, contact, and of course, the, where you can get tickets under the shows. And then it's Eric, E-R-I-K, yeah. uh, I guess if they're trying to find yes. it. Yeah, yeah, I'll put the yeah. uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, so if uh, anybody's interested in going to the show, just that'll take you everywhere you need to go, ericbergstrom.com. Thank you. Yeah, that's great. But uh, but thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I'd love. Uh, we definitely want to have you back, and uh, hopefully, I'm yeah, gonna try. I'm gonna try to make that New Orleans show because uh, I love I love going to New Orleans, and uh, I'd love to to meet you over there in person. Absolutely, I'd love to see you there. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Jacob. Anything else before we uh, before we leave this evening? No, I just want to say thank you so much to Eric for joining us. Um, I will likely be at the uh, the Mobile Show at the Alabama Music Box. Uh, I'm I'm good friends with your opener over there, Ryan Adams. And, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, Ryan's great. Him too. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna love Ryan. Ryan's a really good yeah. dude. And you should love Zeke as well. Like, yeah. if, if you want to get into something, ask ask Zeke what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. he's got he's, uh, he's got the hook. Oh, good good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeke's Zeke's got the pulse of the city. Yes. He's, uh, He's he's gonna be who's uh, booking it and hosting it and everything, and um, yeah. As far as the show goes, uh, next week we will be doing our monthly host episode that we're gonna squeeze in. Awesome! Uh, every month from now on, we're gonna so we'll it'll just be me and Jason just talking. And there's gonna be a lot of of bigger name comics coming on the show soon. So yes. stay tuned for that. But Eric, uh, good luck on the shows and uh, good luck on the the illustration, dude. I love everything you do. Thank and, you so um, much. I, I hope I get to meet you, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. And also, um, it's at Eric Bergstrom on uh, pretty much everywhere online, right? Like Twitter. Yeah, I, oh, I should point that out. On Twitter, Twitter, it's Eric underscore Bergstrom. Okay, yeah. And then on Instagram, it's, uh, I think, Eric Bergstrom Rad, because it's just my name, then the word Rad. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I, 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 I <laughs> asked if it's like a russian name and it's no it's just the word rad but um <laughs> well awesome uh if you would like to email us you can email us at open micers uh, podcast at gmail.com we're at open micers twitter and of course on instagram now at open micers and uh go head over to tpublic.com slash open micers podcast and buy some merch or just go to ompodcast.com. Takes you straight to our Patreon to help us uh, keep the lights on here at the show. And we'll see you guys right here next week.